0: Hello friends and happy Lyme Awareness Month! I am so excited. I love when the calendar hits May 1st because the internet just explodes with tick-borne illness education and awareness and I always like to say that if we can just prevent one person from getting Lyme disease then it is all worth it and I hope that you agree with me. So in honor of Lyme Disease Awareness Month I just wanted to share a little bit about my Lyme disease journey with you because I haven't done that probably in a few years. And I also wanted to talk about some initiatives that I have going on later this May, all supporting my favorite humans over at Global Lyme Alliance. Um, And I'm so, so excited because it involves some of my other favorite humans that are all Lyme warriors and advocates and um, I personally find them to be an inspiration, and they're some of the people that keep me going day to day. So, um, okay, I have a very long Lyme disease journey story, I feel like, so I'm going to try to keep this concise for you. (laughs) But long story short, five years ago, Um, my husband and I went up to Northern Michigan with his family and shocker, I live in Chicago. I am a city girl. I am not outdoorsy. I had really never been in the woods before. Um... Uh, we went up to northern Michigan and I don't remember getting bit by a tick and I did not have a bullseye rash but I came home and about seven days later I got sick with a summer flu which now looking back I obviously know were the beginning symptoms of Lyme disease and then soon after that like I'd say within two weeks after coming back from northern Michigan I broke out in this bizarre rash, like literally from my head to my toes. Um, I looked like a spotted leopard and the rash still like comes back from time to time. Um, But now I also know that that was a Lyme rash because less than 50% of people actually present with like your traditional bullseye rash. So those are my first symptoms. So I went to my GP at Northwestern And, um, she was like, yeah, you have a summer flu. And then I just never got better. So like literally like every couple of weeks I was in this doctor's office and like, she'd be like, oh, you have a, you have the summer flu. You have a summer cold. You must have food poisoning, like all of these different things under the sun. Um, and finally like one day my mom went with me and she's like should we get her tested for lyme disease and the gp was like no anyone who tests you for lyme disease is a charlatan those literally were her words i will never forget it and i have like the worst lyme brain ever i'll never forget that so we trusted her and i really didn't know anything about lyme disease anyway so we like moved on and started seeing all of these other specialists thyroid specialists ent's you know i was told like, you have thyroid cancer. I was told, you know, you probably have lupus, like every other illness under the sun. And then like, I would always test negative for it. And then they'd always want to like, keep pushing like these certain illnesses that like, I wasn't actually testing positive for. Like it was just a very strange two years. And then about two years into being sick, I um, started losing my memory very, very quickly, and I felt like, you know, I had, like, dementia or Alzheimer's, and I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. So I tracked down um, Dr. Dumont, this doctor that, when I was very little, had basically saved my life because I always had, like, reoccurring mycoplasma pneumonia and was very, very sick as a kid. And, um, he's the one who helped me with integrative medicine as a kid. So I tracked this doctor down and he was still practicing, thank God, at the Rabie Institute for Integrative Medicine in Chicago, which is within, um, Northwestern, ironically. And, like, literally the first appointment, he was like, I think we need to test you for Lyme disease. So... He, once again, ran every test under the sun and also ordered a Western block because that's just, you know, what he knew. He's not, like, an LLMD. He just knows about tick-borne illness and um, knows that it's very serious. So, he ordered that, and I did not come back with a CDC positive, but I did come back with, like, a, t- a bunch of bands um, being positive. So, he was like, okay, I'm going to refer you to a specialist. I know that this isn't a positive test, but he knew enough to know that like if any bands come back as positive, you've you've been bitten by a tick. Um, so he was like, I really think this is something you need to take seriously. So he then referred me to um, Fox Valley Wellness in Wisconsin. And um, Dr. Marez is the practitioner and founder there. And originally, because my case, quote unquote, was not that complex, I saw a doctor just within the practice. And he got me a little bit better, but I don't think he was aggressive enough because he said that I was young and I'd be healthy in six months and I would bounce back, which I just didn't know enough at the time, you know, to question that. So, you know, I stuck with this one doctor and then eventually, um, I transferred over to Dr. Merez, who I absolutely adore, um, and I, you know, credit him with being the one that got me from, you know, being not functioning at all essentially bedridden to being um, a form of a functioning <laughs> human being because he, like, from the first appointment that he took me on, he was very, very aggressive. Um, you know, and we put a pick line in. I started ivirocetron. And, um, he just really like, you know, wanted to get me better and he still does. And I'm so thankful, you know, that I have such a close relationship with him and, you know, I feel like we can really collaborate on things and, you know, I can bring him new things and he's open to trying them and, um, you know, using a whole host of different things to get me better, which I'm so thankful for. Um, and he's also the one that thought to, Put me on IVIG therapy, which I wholeheartedly not would believe that that is what is going to push me over the hump of really feeling, you know, pretty well again, um, because I've seen such a large improvement, you know, with IVIG therapy. So, that's most of my Lyme story. But you know, it's it's so hard being in your early 20s and being so young and feeling so sick and, you know, the loss of friends that comes with that, um, which is devastating, and the mental aspect of it, you know, let alone the physical aspect of it, you know, you really have to learn to live in this kind of new normal that can be very difficult to adapt to. So that was most of my Lyme journey. And then pretty soon, you know, after I got sick and I realized what was wrong with me, and I started, like, researching it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, this isn't covered by insurance, like, all of these things. And it's a disgrace that basically you only have access to medical care if you can afford it. Um, that should never be the case, especially in the country that we live in. And it's so sad um, so I started trying to figure out a way to utilize my public relations and events background to help people and help our community and bring a community together in the Midwest where there wasn't really one before. So I started researching nonprofits and foundations, and I really, really liked what I saw with Global Lime Alliance, and I loved um, you know, my family and I read the annual reports and saw, you know, that Most of the money, you know, being donated and raised was actually going to research, which is not always the case, you know, with nonprofits and foundations. Um, So, you have to be very, very careful. So, I sent this blind email to, like, the info email at Global Alliance, and I was like, let me raise money for you. Let me throw an event. And I'm sure they were like, oh, my God, this, like, 22-year-old girl, like, you know, wants to put our name on something and, like, raise money for us and, like, what's she going to do And then it ended up being totally meant to be. And like, it was like a month or two months later, I like heard back from them and they had told me that there was another woman in Chicago who was also interested in raising money for them. And that's how I got connected with actually the first person that I ever met with Lyme disease besides myself. And that was um, Casey Passon, who was my co-chair for the first and second Sublime Soiree in Chicago that her and I founded together. Um, You know, it's a nonprofit event. We brought together literally Chicago's top, top chefs to create a gluten and dairy-free dish for our guests. And, um, you know, her and I raised hundreds of thousands of dollars together, and it's very special. And sadly, after the second Sublime sorry, Lyme disease took her life. Um, I know as many of you know. And now she's like the sole reason that I keep doing, you know, what I do. Cause sometimes I just like feel her around as, you know, as strange as that sounds. And, um, you know, I kind of know like what needs to be done or what area of like the community needs to be helped. And I try really hard, you know, to stay in touch with that. So, she was, like, the first person I ever met with Lyme, and she taught me, like, so many things that I, like, didn't know about, like, saunas and cupping, and, um, you know, just she's the first one that got me into, like, spiritual healing, and that's been a huge part of my journey, um, so... I'm very grateful to her, and I still have like conversations with her sometimes, even though you know she's not physically here. As crazy as that sounds, but um, you know we try our best to keep her memory alive because um, I know she's still here in spirit. So her and I were lucky enough, you know, to meet and really start the Global limelines community in the Midwest together, and then slowly but surely. Um, we had two other amazing women come on, um, Darcy and Laura, who put on these events with us. And um, Darcy and Laura and I co-chaired um, the 2019 Sublime soirée together. And in the uh, in honor of Casey, and it was a really really beautiful night. Um, and I'm devastated, you know, that I've had to cancel and postpone all of my fundraising events for the spring and summer coming up because of the COVID pandemic, um, you know, I would never want to jeopardize anyone else's health or the immunocompromised, you know, including myself and all of my friends now, you know, that also have Lyme and tick-borne illness. So I'm very sad because normally those nights are the highlight of my year, but I know it's necessary right now. And hopefully, you know, in late fall or like in 2021, we can start our community efforts again. Um, But going back to GLA, now I've been lucky enough, I'm going into my fourth year fundraising with them and I've raised over $350,000 for them and that's all gone straight to research and advocacy efforts um, because I really do believe that GLA will be the one to fight for us um, wholeheartedly. So, This brings me to my efforts for May. So initially on May 21st, I was supposed to host my annual brunch and conversation at Space 519 in Chicago, um, you know, where we bring together um, celebrity Lyme advocates to have these open, honest, you know, and raw conversations with um, our attendees and it's a beautiful morning. Um, sadly, you know, we had to cancel the event this year. But I went back to my um, ladies that were supposed to participate this year, Erin Walker and Crystal Hefner. And I was like, "Will you guys donate your time to do a virtual event. So they are literally the most amazing human beings and said, sure, we're in. Tell us what you need. So I pulled together a group of my favorite Lyme Warriors, Erin Walker, Jimmy Walker, Crystal Hefner, Jordan Younger of The Balanced Blonde, and um, my good friend, comedian Tori Piskin. All of them, you know, are battling or have battled Lyme disease, and we are all coming together for two days of open and honest talks. So, May 21st at 6.30 p.m. Central, um, Erin, Jimmy, and Tori are having a conversation, um, and we're kicking off that night with mixologist Rave Schneider. So, the first, like, 15 minutes of the night, she'll make a live cocktail, and we'll send out all the ingredients for people to be able to make it at home and then enjoy their cocktail, during the conversation with Emory and Jimmy and Tori. And then on May 23rd, um, it'll be myself, Jordan Younger, and Crystal Hefner having a conversation, and we're going to open that day up um, with Cindy Luffred of Revealing Soul, who's a healer, and she's actually my healer. Um, I adore her. She will be channeling, essentially, a healing message for us all to kick off that day. Um, So I'm so excited to be able to bring the community together still virtually and have two amazing days of um, coming together to raise Lyme awareness and also support Global Lyme Alliance because I love GLA. I love, you know, a lot of the Lyme nonprofits. And as a patient myself, we need these nonprofits to continue advocating on our behalf so that they can make it out of this pandemic and continue to fund research and continue to push policy and advocate for us because we're we're still going to be dealing with Lyme disease, you know, a year from now. This is not a temporary thing for us, and my greatest fear as a patient myself is that research is not going to be able to get funded. So That's why I'm so happy to put on these virtual events and hopefully raise some money and raise awareness um, for others in the community and um, keep Lyme disease awareness, you know, top of people's minds so that we don't see a skyrocket of cases (coughs) post-pandemic. So I really hope that you will join me on May 21st and May 23rd to hear these Lime Warriors, you know, have these live conversations because I think it'll be a really beautiful, fun two days and we can all use some laughter and joy in our lives right now. I know that I can. So if you want to find out more about the events um, or sign up to attend, quote unquote, the events, The link is gla.org slash Lime Warriors Live, and I will also link that in the comments. Um, So, yeah, to wrap up, happy Lime Awareness Month to all of my friends here. And just know that despite um, the COVID crisis and most resources being dedicated to fighting this pandemic and rightfully so you still have so many people in the Lyme disease arena that are fighting for you including myself and my family and um, everyone at Global Lyme Alliance Um, we're always thinking of you and we are always trying to find ways to support this community even if it's behind the scenes so do not feel like you have been forgotten about um, and also, as always, my DMs on Instagram are always open if you need to chat um, or have an idea for an episode or anything like that. Please, please reach out to me. So I will wrap this up so you can get back to your beautiful May day. So happy Lime Awareness Month to everyone listening. I hope to see you in May for our conversation with my favorite Lime Warriors, and I am sending you so much love and healing energy, and I will talk to you soon. Bye!